Hello everyone, thank you for watching our Thanksgiving worship video for 2023. Thanksgiving is such a unique time when we can slow down and pause to give thanks to God, who he is, what he has done, how he has blessed us in the past, how he continues to bless us in the present, and what he promises to keep doing for us going forward. So in a way it's a unique time, but in another way maybe not. And what I mean by that is, the more we can have thanksgiving become thanks living, and we are just thankful for God all the time, the better off we will be in our perspective of who God is, what he has done, and who we are under his care, what we can continue to do in his name. One note before we get started here, and that is that during the time of prayer, there will be a point where silent prayer for you to give thanks to God for something that you're thankful for is, is available. And some families like to say out loud, each person, one at a time, what they're thankful for. And if you would like to do that, you're certainly welcome to do that. Just make sure you push pause in the video and then play again when, when you're finished. God bless your worship today, and thank you again for watching. We begin our worship in the name of God the Father, our Creator, God the Son, our Redeemer, and God the Holy Spirit, our Sanctifier. Amen. Amen. We are thankful for the Father, our Creator and Preserver. I believe that God our Father made me and every creature. And that He gave me body and soul, eyes and ears, my mind, my talents, and all my abilities. I believe that God our Creator still preserves me as I live in this world. He richly and daily provides clothing and shoes, house and home, family, food, and money. He provides everything I need to keep my body and life. I believe that God, my Creator, also defends and protects me. Through His angels, He watches over my life. We are not worthy to receive such great blessings from God. Yet since we have them, we joyfully offer our thanks and praise for His tender care. We also are thankful for God the Son, our Redeemer. I believe that Jesus Christ, our Lord, is true God, begotten of the Father from eternity. He is at the same time also true man, born of the Virgin Mary. He has redeemed me a lost and condemned creature. He has purchased me with his holy blood and won me from sin, death, and the power of the devil. He redeemed me that I should be his own, and serve him in everlasting righteousness, innocence, and blessedness. Through his resurrection, he has made us to be his kingdom and priests. We look forward to serving our God and Father day and night in his temple. Finally, we are thankful for the Holy Spirit, our sanctifier. I believe that I cannot by my own thinking or choosing, believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to Him. But, but the Holy Spirit has brought us to faith through the Gospel. He has sanctified us and enlightened us to know the truth. He has made known unto us the path of life. He has filled us with every spiritual blessing in Christ. We lack no spiritual gift with which to serve God and His people as we wait for the coming of our Lord Jesus. He has worked through the word and sacraments to keep us in the Christian faith. 
and he will raise us up on the last day to live forever with the Lord. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Our calendar has turned to November, and for me, that means I'm starting to think about the sport of basketball. What a great sport that is. It requires a lot of teamwork. Five on five at a time, playing the game. And the sport doesn't really go too well if someone decides to try to make it a one-on-one -on -one contest. Haven't you ever seen a basketball game where a team has basically one guy doing everything, being a ball hog, and everybody else on his team is just kind of standing there. It doesn't take too long for infighting to start or for frustration to creep up, and that team isn't going to do very well in the vast, vast majority of cases, unless somehow that one player is so talented he could be the winner if it was a one versus five contest, and yet... Even if that were to happen, where one guy would win against five others, he would have a lot of teammates that would be angry with him, even if they won. So teamwork is very important in basketball. You don't want it where one guy is doing all the dribbling, all the shooting, doesn't ever pass. You don't want it where teammates are staring at each other because they're doing their own thing on defense, and then they blame each other when the other team scores because it's the other person's fault and not theirs. Teamwork, partnership is essential to have a good basketball team. And compare everything I've just said with what happens when that takes place. 
when there are five players on the court who are moving in harmony, who are passing and noticing what the other one is doing and going to space or not based on how the team can fit together. Five players who are staying in their own lane and doing their thing and not trying to do too much, but yet also realizing I'm an important piece of the puzzle and, and I have something to offer the team. The team goal is bigger than my personal accolades. That team is tough to beat. As we're thinking about teamwork and so on here on Thanksgiving Day, I'd like you to think about who am I thankful for that I'm a part of teamwork with them. The verse that I picked for us today is from Philippians chapter 1, and listen for the teamwork or partnership aspect in these verses. I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Partnership in the gospel. Do you realize that for us to enjoy partnership in the gospel, it actually requires the opposite of teamwork, to start with at least? Jesus could not have any teamwork when it came to paying for the sins of the world. Because he brings his perfection and holiness to the table, and anyone else would only bring their sin. If teamwork were involved with that effort, the mission of saving sinners, it would ruin the whole project. And so Christ, without teamwork, accomplished salvation by himself. He lived without any greed or lust. He died in the place of sinners, the death we deserved. He rose from the dead in victory, and he assures us that now that he has communicated his gospel, his message of forgiveness to us, he is going to finish what he started. He's not just going to bring us to faith and then leave us alone and hope for the best. But that verse that I read mentioned how he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus, until Judgment Day. As we set our hearts on the isolation game Jesus played perfectly, saving sinners from their sins for eternity, that gives us incredible joy in teamwork now. Partnership in the gospel. What does that look like in a marriage? When a husband and a wife are partners in the gospel, forgiving one another humbly and encouraging one another to keep growing closer to Jesus. What a great marriage that is going to be. What a blessing they're going to be for so many people in their family. How does partnership in the gospel work in other family relationships with, with siblings or with children taking care of parents or with parents taking care of children? What an opportunity to be partners in the gospel that Forgiveness can be shared, that Jesus' promises can be offered, that you can be resilient together as a family in the gospel and be thankful for what Jesus has offered to each one of you, a home in heaven that you can each look forward to and encourage each other in. 
What does partnership in the gospel look like in a church family? Well, in our particular church family, we have just decided to spend a significant amount of money to build phase two and open a whole new ministry expansion. If that were to be the responsibility of me by myself or of any one of you by yourselves, it simply wouldn't happen. It'd be overwhelming. It'd be a, a disaster because it's too much for just one person. But we have a partnership in the gospel that we can be thankful for. We can each, like a good basketball team, stay in our lane, use what God has given us for the glory of his kingdom, enjoy the teammates' relationship that we have in Christ, and, and be partners for each other, giving our best to that ministry. And all the other ministry we have in front of us as well personally. What does partnership in the gospel look like if you have a family member or a friend that doesn't know Jesus today? What a gift you can be to them as you prioritize prayers for them and asking God to give you chances to share about what Christ has done for them in a way that will be kind of a pebble in a shoe for them, something to make them curious to learn more, to make them think a little differently than they always had before. Partnership in the Gospel expands even more to our bigger church body, the Wisconsin Lutheran Synod. What a gift that we get to be a part of this effort to send world missionaries to all corners of the globe, to plant more missions in the United States and Canada, to run ministerial education schools like Luther Prep, Martin Luther College, Wisconsin Lutheran Seminary, to school and, and encourage young men and women to become holders of the word of life wherever God would want them to go, that they can be our partners in the gospel from afar. You see, on this Thanksgiving Day, there's so many things to be thankful for, especially when you hone in on that blessing of being a partner of the gospel and having partners of the gospel. And so I encourage you today to not just take that for granted and to not just speed right past it, but instead to slow down and pause to reflect on how God has blessed you in many, many ways, but in particular that you are and have partnership with him and others in the gospel. The one message that lasts eternally. Happy Thanksgiving as you reflect on that. Lord of heaven and earth, you made all things beautiful. You have provided green forests and refreshing streams. You have arranged the orderly procession of day and night for our work and rest. Thank, Thank you for, for the, the mountains and, and the prairies, the roaring sea and the gentle breeze. Thank you for roofs that shelter us, for clothing that protects us, and for food and drink. Thank you for our work, for projects that are done well, and for the approval of supervisors and teachers. Thank you for all who serve at night to make our days more pleasant. Thank, Thank you for associates at work, for their encouragement and praise, and for the joys of human friendships. Thank you for our cities and our countrysides, for farms and factories, for streets and highways, and for all of life that flows so swiftly before us. Thank, Thank you, you for children at play, their boundless energy, and their shouts of joy and laughter. 
Thank you for the greetings we receive and for all the smiles that come from faces loved by you. Thank, Thank you, you for Christian parents, for their affection and their care. Hear us, Lord, as we give thanks for personal blessings. Thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ, for his coming to us in word and sacraments, for his giving and forgiving, and for listening to our prayers. Receive our gifts and offerings as our sacrifice of praise, as it is in his name that we join to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. 